Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Art of Fulfillment podcast, a podcast all about what we're really searching for in life, which isn't money, it's not fame, it's not a bunch of friends. What we're really searching for is fulfillment, or in other words, how we feel about ourselves when we're by ourselves. Alright guys, so today is kind of a little different of an episode. Uh, I wanted to switch it up a little bit, and in this episode it's going to be a solo cast as opposed to interviewing someone where I'm basically just going to talk and essentially uh, spread some wisdom here hopefully and, and things that are going to help you to live a more fulfilling life from my own perspective and what I've learned through my own journey to fulfillment and self-mastery and and ultimately all the things that I've learned from some of the greatest minds in the world. I mean, I've had the privilege of not only speaking with people on this podcast, but but to be mentored by extraordinary people that have taught me some invaluable lessons that have totally shaped my life. And man, I can tell you that a lot of the things that I've learned have really just changed my life in not just in terms of just a, a better body, a better mindset and all those things, but just really just feeling more fulfilled. And so one of the lessons that I want to talk about today is how to essentially wire your brain for happiness and fulfillment. Now, what do I mean by wire your brain? Well, when you talk about how a brain is wired, it's essentially what is our default mode? Like what is the mode that we are generally in more times than not in our lives? Like where is our brain really going? Like no matter how, you're gonna feel a whole different array of emotions in your lives and feelings and experiences and so on and so forth, but we always return back to one certain place, one certain mode or one certain, let's just say emotion that we just keep coming back to, right? And if you just think about some people in your life, there's people who, you know, who are just always excited. They're always excited, like no matter what. Maybe not always, but for the most part, when you can see them, you can bet nine times out of 10, they're just excited and radiant with passion. And yeah, they have their bad days, but they bounce right back really quickly. Or maybe you know someone who's just really angry all the time. They're always pissed off about something, even it's the smallest thing on earth, right? Like something where you're like, dude, are you really pissed off about that? And, and they're just always seemingly in a bad mood. Some days they have their good days and they're smiling and happy, but for the most part, they're going back to that pissed off state, right? Maybe it's depression, right? Depression is a time when you're, when you're essentially, your brain is wired for sadness. And, and when you see someone who's depressed, you know, maybe once in a while they get a nice laugh and, 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 and really start to enjoy life and you get those glimmers of hope, but they might tend to go back to that place. And the reason why is because these people's brains are essentially wired to be in a default mode of whatever emotion that they are most likely cultivating and repeating on a day-to-day basis. So when I talk about wiring, it's basically what is your brain going to default to on a 9 out of 10 times basis, right? Now, I'll tell you where most people live. And the interesting thing about where most people live is really a byproduct of how our brains are essentially made. It's really a byproduct of what our brains were really meant to do when we were born and essentially what our brains uh, protected our ancestors for, what essentially the function of our brain is. Now, the default mode that I'm talking about here is almost like a survival mode. You're looking out for what's wrong all the time because the brain is designed to essentially help you survive. 
It's not designed to make you happy. It's designed to make you survive. So what do I mean by that? It's, again, always looking out for danger no matter what happens because we think that essentially, you know, things are going to come out and kill us. I mean, that's what the brain is thinking. When something stressful goes on in your life, like let's just say, I don't know, you send out a wrong email that at work that essentially is going to piss off some people for whatever reason and you start to get really stressed out because you sent that email and the reason why is the brain is essentially going in and saying hey you sent that email that could mean you can potentially get fired and if you potentially get fired then all of a sudden you might not have enough money to survive and so on and so forth and that will lead to impending death right and that's why you get stressed now the brain is not always logical right as you can see in that case but for the most part what this mechanism was designed to do during the time of our ancestors was protect them right there was woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers going around in the ice age right they always had to be looking out for danger and so this had use to people and especially our ancestors back in the days but now now it serves to be a real problem in people because the brain is always looking for what's wrong in order to quote unquote protect you. Most people's default wiring is to always look at what's wrong in any situation, right? And this is a huge, huge thing in terms of why some people have all the money in the world, all the fame, all the just love from their families they have kids who just absolutely love and adore them they have just anything that people essentially just strive for in life right some people would just kill to have but they are so unhappy and one of the big reasons why is because they're in that default mode they're looking at what's wrong right they might have that lamborghini and they think damn like there's that guy with two lamborghinis i don't have two lamborghinis man what the fuck or they make a million dollars and they're like, damn, I'm not good enough because I don't have $10 million or I don't have a big enough house or so on and so forth, right? Always looking for what's wrong. And essentially, again, it's the brain going in and looking for what's wrong in every situation because it is designed to make you survive, not make you happy. And so, right, this is why we get super stressed out at times, all the time, especially because little things, right? It's always looking for what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. The most screwed up part about this, and, and we talk about this uh, in the podcast interview with Busy Gold, which I totally recommend you guys listen to. We talk about how the brain is really having good intentions here. The intention of looking out for what's wrong is intended to make you survive. And so it's trying to do a good job, but it's a horrible, horrible way to live. Great intentions by the brain horrible way to live because when you're always looking for what's wrong no matter what happens in your life no matter what you make happen no matter what goals you reach no matter what people you surround with yourself within life no matter how much money you make no matter what you will always always go back to that place of man i want more or i need more or i'm not enough or so on and so forth because you're always looking for what's wrong here's the upside though you can train your brain to look for what's right as opposed to looking for what's wrong on a default basis. You can train that skill. It is absolutely 100% something that you can implement in your life 
so that you can be more fulfilled. And if you look at the most fulfilled people in their lives, they're usually people who have a default mode of looking for what's right. They have optimism and positivity and just radiating energy because no matter what happens to them in life or no matter what bad things might occur, they're always looking for what's right in every single situation no matter what right? They're always looking for a solution. They're always looking for a way out because they're looking for it. They're not focusing on the problem. They're focusing on the solution. They're not focusing on the bad thing that is going to happen or the pain that they're going to receive for it. They're focusing on the growth and the benefits that they're going to see from going through that event. So how do we cultivate this? Intellectually, it just makes so much sense, but there's actually a process to this. There's a daily process that you can do in order to rewire your brain in a way that's going to serve you instead of one that's going to hold you back. Rewire your brain in a way that's going to make you more fulfilled as opposed to always feeling empty and lost and unfocused and feeling like no matter what you do, nothing even matters. And so here's the practice. And I love this. Now, when we are essentially looking for what's wrong, it's because we're focusing on what is wrong, right? Our focus is all about what is wrong about the situation. So in order to change our wiring and to change our mood, right, because focus is totally linked with how you feel. How you feel is determined by what you are focusing on. So we got to change what we are focusing on, obviously. So we want to focus on, obviously, the things that are going right in the situation, the positive things, so on and so forth, the things that are going to make you light up about no matter what happens in your life. So how do we change that focus, right? It's not always simple as saying, oh, just look at the good side of things, right? I mean, we get that advice all the time, but it's just like, I don't want to like focus on the good things, right? Or man, like if I could focus on the good things, I would. Because sometimes it's just really hard because the brain is so much resistance. But here is one of the easiest and most simple ways to change your focus. And that's to ask yourself questions, right? The questions that you ask yourself will determine how you feel because they determine what you focus on. So think about it, right? When you're in a situation that is essentially just going wrong, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, how is this going to hurt me? That's the question you might be asking yourself. Or maybe, what do I have to do next? Or maybe, what am I going to lose from this situation? Or what if it doesn't work out? What if I'm not good enough to handle this? right? These are the questions that you typically might ask yourself in those situations. And how do you think those questions are going to make you feel? Pretty bad. And remember, this is not you that's asking these questions. It's the brain's automatic default mode that is asking you these questions through that little negative voice in your head. And here's a disclaimer too. That negative voice in your head is not you. Always remember, it's the mind. It's not your mind. It's the mind. Because if it was your mind, then all your negative thoughts, such as I'm not good enough, this isn't going to work out, I'm never going to amount to anything, can you really say that those are your thoughts? Because let me tell you, I've had those thoughts. Your neighbors had those thoughts. Your classmates had those thoughts. Your coworkers have had those thoughts. So how can they be your thoughts? They're not. They're just thoughts. They're thoughts given by the brain to try and make not just you survive, but all the other people on this planet. So remember that. And usually it's placing these questions that are essentially going to get you super stressed out or super pissed off or angry or depressed or so on and so forth, anything like that. So what you have to do is ask yourself better questions. 
Now, in the moment, you can ask these questions, but I'll, sh I'll give you a much more powerful way to actually wire your brain through these questions. So first, I'm going to give you examples of some questions that you can ask yourself to totally just shift your mood in a way that serves you when you start to feel angry, stressed, pissed off, worried, any of these things, that default mode kicking in because in the end of the day, you have control over the mind. Don't let the mind master you. You can be a master of the mind. And here are some of the questions that you can ask yourself that are just so powerful. The first one, and man, we talk about this a lot on the podcast and I talk about this a lot on my Instagram page and so on and so forth, is what can I be grateful for in this moment right now? What can I be grateful for in this moment right now? Because when you're grateful, all the fear, all the anger, all the jealousy, all the sadness, all that disappears. It is impossible to feel any of those things when you're feeling grateful. And David Meltzer, one of our guests on our podcast here, said he studied physics, neuroscience, quantum science, almost any single technical thing in the book, and he knows that there is no solution that is as powerful as gratitude. And so when you ask yourself, what can I be grateful for in this moment? And you get an answer. Feel that gratitude. Feel what it's like to be just so grateful for it. And really just embrace that emotion. And I'm talking to you guys out there too because, hey, listen, us guys, we don't like to be in touch with our emotions. But you know what? Emotion is what really brings out the flow in life. So when you really, really ask this question, really go into the feeling of gratitude because it will just totally shift your focus in a way that is so positive and so fulfilling that is unreal. So that's one question you ask yourself. What can I be grateful for in this moment right now? Here's another question. How can I look at this situation in a way that serves me, right? How can I look at a situa this situation in a way that serves me? Because usually we look at a situation in a way that's going to hurt us. But if we can ask ourselves that question and think about it, like what is the positive benefit that I can receive from this situation? There's another way to ask it, right? You can reframe these questions in any way that's more effective for you, right? And so by essentially what you're doing there is forcing the mind to look for something that is right instead of wrong. It's just being plain out explicit as that. And I'll add another thing in here that I should have added before is when you ask yourself, your brain questions essentially you're going to get an answer all the time, no matter what, automatically. Just notice it and listen to it. So that's another question that you can ask yourself. Here's another one. What is something I can be truly excited about in my life right now? What is something I can be truly excited about in my life right now? Right, Because excitement is just awesome. And this is a great question to ask when you're stressed because anxiety and excitement produce the same physiological response. They're identical from a physiological standpoint, but it's just that we label anxiety differently in a way that's negative, that makes us feel negative, but when we label it as excitement, then we start to feel good about it and we embrace it more. So when we're really stressed out and we can ask ourselves, what, can I be, what am I excited about right now? Or what can I be excited about in this thing that I'm just thinking about? Then all of a sudden that anxiety shifts to excitement and it feels a lot better. Here's another question you can ask yourself. What can I be so proud about in my life right now? What can I be so proud about in my life right now? And this is a great question to ask if you're always doubting yourself because, man, we don't give ourselves enough credit. Right? We like to give a lot of other people credit for doing amazing things, but we rarely take the time to just look at ourselves and say, wow, I'm fucking awesome. 
I did all these things, right? Like for me, it's getting up in the morning, getting my ass out at four o'clock in the morning, going to train really hard at the gym, getting in the cold shower, eating really healthy every single day, no matter what. And then all of a sudden working on my podcast and all these things that I'm doing. And then I can really go into bed and say, fuck yeah, man. I did that and I'm proud of myself. Thank you, me, for just going all out and just being the best version of myself, right? So you ask yourself that question, what can I be proud about? And give yourself and feel feel that appreciation for yourself because in the end of the day, people might not appreciate what you do, but if you always appreciate yourself, then guess what? You don't need other people's opinion. You don't have to give a fuck what other people think. Because if you just love yourself and just can appreciate the things that you've done, you don't need cheerleaders. You can be your best cheerleader. And man, you're just going to keep on going. So that's a question. And then here's another question I'll give you too. Who loves me in my life? And if no one loves you in your life, which I'm sure is not the case, you can just say, who do I love in my life? Because man, love is just one of the best feelings that you can ever have in the world is one of the best feelings that you can have in the world. And when you feel love, man, love triumphs all. Seriously, it's such a cheesy thing, but it's so true. Because when you can feel love, man, there's no other better feeling in the world. Now, how do we use these questions in a way that is going to essentially help our brains to wire in a way that's going to serve us instead of hurt us, right? We can ask these questions, but the key is you got to have repetition in order for it to stay. The reason why we're so wired, or the reason I should say, why people get wired for more specific emotions such as depression or anger or or pissed off or whatever, I mean, that's the same thing, but um, you know, why people get depressed is because they replay the same questions or they focus on the depressing things in life over and over and over and over again. And what happens is the brain is such an adaptive thing that over time, whatever situation that you put it in, it's going to adapt to it and it likes what it knows best, right? That's why we like doing the comfortable things in life because we're familiar with it. So if we are familiar with the depressing things in life, then guess what? The brain is going to take that route of least resistance and default to depression. That's how it happens, right? In some cases, I will understand that there are biological chemical imbalances in people's heads. I totally understand that. But for the most part, this is where it comes from. It comes from playing the depression over and over again. Anger management. Why do people have anger problems? Is because they're always playing the angry card in their head over and over and over again. So how do we use this to our advantage? Ask these questions to yourself at least three times a day and really feel the answers when you say it. Don't just say, what can I be excited for in my life? Well, I can be excited for this, um, I don't know, this weekend. It's going to be great. And then that's it. That's not going to happen, right? Because when you link emotion to information, that's how you remember it and get it to stick. Think about all the things that you remember in your life. Like, Why are you able to remember a song that you love so much, all the lyrics to it, but you can't remember like a dull, boring meeting that you got at work. It's because you had emotion to that song, right? You loved that song, the way it made you feel, that way that it just absolutely is awesome when you sing and belt those words out, right? That's why you remember the song lyrics. And it's also why you remember all these precious memories is because there was an emotion linked to it. So when you really feel the emotion of these answers that come in, you are truly having your brain to say, wow, this is important. I'm going to store it in the back of my head. And you can cultivate those feelings so much easier when you ask those questions because your brain is going to expect 
that feeling when you ask these questions to yourself three times a day. So you write them down on a piece of paper and carry it around or put it on your phone, whatever. And you, in the morning, when you wake up, you ask yourself these questions. In the afternoon, you ask yourself these questions again. In the evening, before you go to bed, you ask yourself these questions again. And each time you're feeling that answer. One way you can do this is you can set an alarm on your phone with these questions. Or maybe one question at a time, right? At 10 a.m., make a reminder that comes up and says, hey, what can you be grateful for right now? And when you do this over and over again, let's just say even for a fucking month, man, you are going to be stunned with the way that you are feeling in the default mode in because like I said, repetition is the key here. When you, when you repeat these amazing feelings through these questions, essentially you're going to feel so much better. And this is what I did, man. I used to felt, feel so fucking sorry for myself all the time. I used to be in a state of just constant anxiety and, and I, want, I don't want to say depression, but I was damn close and so what I did was I put these questions down. I would ask myself these questions every single day. When I was going through my, 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 my drug withdrawals, when I was trying to get off Adderall, I would just ask myself all these questions and my mood would just instantly shift from a place of suffering to a place of peace and fulfillment and joy. And I would just have so much more confidence about myself, right? So that's what you got to do. That is the key in order to wire your brain because the way that you wire your brain is through repetition. It's not going to come instantly. Sure, these questions can help to instantly change your focus in the moment, but the key to lasting change is through repetition and habit and repeating these things over and over again. I encourage you to try this for at least 30 days and tell me how you feel after that because I promise you, I promise you, at the end of this 30 days, if you do this, if you actually put in the work to go and do it, you're going to be a new person and you're never going to want to go back. And you're going to feel so much more fulfilled in your life no matter what happens to you, no matter how hard it rains in your parade, no matter what the bad things that happen because they will happen in life. If you're able to be in a default mode that's going to look to passion and fulfillment and excitement and joy and love and caring and compassion and gratitude, then God damn, man, you essentially have won the game of life because that is essentially what brings all of these people who we talk about who are so fulfilled in their life is they're always focusing on what's right instead of what's wrong. And they kick their own brain's ass and being like, fuck you, man. You're not going to show me what's wrong. I'm taking back control. This is my life. I want to bring this motherfucker in a way that is going to absolutely serve me as opposed to hurt me. And right there is how you wire your brain for happiness. So I encourage you to do that. Remember, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential power. But applied knowledge, knowledge that is put into action, that's power. So you can listen to this and get all hyped up, but if you're not actually doing it, you're never going to see the changes. So I encourage you to go right now, write down five questions, power questions. They can be anything. They can be the ones that I said in this podcast, or they can be your own, right? You can create your own questions. They don't have to be limited to that list. And then remember, three times a day, look at them, answer them, feel it with the emotion. And man, you will just see an incredible shift in your life. Thank you so much for listening to this awesome podcast. I have so much fun doing this and I'll be doing more of these. If you like them, if you don't like them, please let me know. I'm at meditation for millennials on Instagram and at Joe Corsione on Instagram. Send me a DM and saying, Hey, I love this solo cast. Keep doing more. Or send me a DM and says, hey, man, this shit sucks. Go back to the interviews and I will totally listen to it because I want to make sure that I'm adding value to you and I appreciate your time taking 
taking your busy, busy time to include my podcast in your life. And it just means the world to me because I just want to help other people live fulfilling lives, man. That's my, my mission. It's my purpose. It's why I'm here. And I'm just so humbled that you are allowing me to carry out that purpose because when you carry out this knowledge into your own life, you're not only improving the lives of yourself, but you're improving the lives of others by leading by example. And so we can start this chain reaction of just impacting the world through these things. That's a whole other topic for a different day, but and I'll save it for that. But thank you so much for listening. Again, we're on Instagram at Meditation for Millennials. I'm on Instagram at Joe Corsione. You can send us a DM if you have any questions. And we're always here every single Wednesday morning at the Art of Fulfillment podcast on Spotify and Apple. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live a fulfilling life and one with meaning. Take care.